This is the Let's Go Win Podcast with your host, J.M. Ryerson. What is happening, you guys? Welcome back to Let's Go Win Podcast. We're here for Tuesday Tune-Up, where we are here to help you be happy, healthy, wealthy, and get better every single day. And that's what absolutely what we're going to do. Quick reminder, share this with someone you know and love, somebody that wants to really be happier, wants to be more successful, because the young lady I'm going to bring on today, she is absolutely going to help you in that regard. So the more you share it, the more we can help other people. Olivia Parks is an entrepreneur and fractional COO for dozens of online businesses ranging from 500K to 10 million per year in revenue. She has created her own operations consultancy where she works with entrepreneurs to help them implement systems, build a team that takes the CEO out of the day-to-day, and create a truly scalable business. Olivia, that's pretty awesome what you're doing. How, how are you? Hi, Jim. Thank you. Yeah, it's definitely been a journey to get here, but it's I wouldn't be doing anything else. <laughs> how did you choose being a fractional COO. I've been a COO before. That is not an easy job, at least for my skill set. I think there's a certain person that's wired to build systems that really understands how to make things scalable. That's not me. I am the guy that's going to create organized chaos and have somebody really smart like you get in and make it all work. But how did you find that this was really what you were good at and your passion? Yeah, I definitely wouldn't say that like I just sat one down sat down one day and chose it. It definitely wasn't like that. It was more something I discovered along the way. So, I started a few businesses while I was in college and I didn't really know what I was doing, but I was just trying to figure it out and one of the businesses I started was a Facebook advertising agency. I was really not good at sales. I'd never done any sales in my life. So I couldn't get any clients for this business. I was cold calling people, but I had a friend who was really good at sales. So I asked him like, who trained you? Cause they're clearly doing something right. So he put me in contact with this guy who lived in San Diego. I paid him to coach me, ended up getting pretty good at sales. Then he asked me if I wanted to come work with him. And this guy had been a sales rep for a decade. And now he had a sales training and recruiting company and would, you know, play sales reps with other businesses. So I started working with him in sales, but then helping him with some other like other stuff that was going on in the business. And it clearly like it really quickly came very clear to me that he just didn't really know what to do. Like after the sale, he was very, very visionary, very just, you know, organized chaos, like you say, but not really any kind of organized. <laughs> it was just like a million and one ideas, always wanting to pivot has an idea, but then couldn't implement it fast enough. And so I'm just like naturally very, very logical. I studied science at university. You know, I've always been like, it's always been kind of like common sense to me, like systems and what needs to be implemented. So I kind of just started like picking up the pieces after this guy and like building the systems, just kind of taking ownership because no one else is really going to do it. And I built those systems for him and we doubled his business in a year. I ended up becoming his COO I moved to the States, started traveling around and realized like, this is not an isolated problem. Like he is not the only CEO with this problem. Like most of them have this problem. So then I decided to start my own company, um, which is more of a operations agency these days, because we actually build the systems for 
a client because that's the thing. It's like if you're just consulting someone who their main pain point is time, they're not going to have the time to build the systems. And plus like these visionary CEOs I work with, they don't have the brain or the time to do what I'd be consulting them to implement, right? So that's why we do it for them. So yeah, that's kind of how I ended up doing it. But I really love it now. Like I love like tinkering the back end of a business. I love seeing inside everyone's businesses. And it's funny, like you see after a while that, yeah, people are in different industries, different niches. But at the end of the day, it's like very similar problems. It's the same kind of problems you see over and over again with everyone. Yeah, let's talk about that because that's what I find fascinating about this fractional idea is like you're working not in one specific niche, or at least I don't believe so. You're working across industries and you mentioned the big word, which is that pain point and some of the similar challenges. What are these? What what are some of us that do operate like me that have a vision? We're excited, but man, it's just going to be, as you said, just chaos. It's just, it's not put together. What are some of these big challenges that you're seeing and how can we find someone like you? Because I've never heard of the fractional COO thing before. I've been a COO, I've hired COOs, but the fractional idea is like, that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for fractional, it's really for companies in that range that you said at the beginning, like 500K to 10 million a year. Because like once you get above that, you kind of, you need your own COO. doesn't really make sense for it to be fractional. Um, so it's just kind of like a, a need I saw because there's a lot of small businesses that they might have like someone working in operations, but they're kind of like not trained enough on these kind of processes and systems and like actual operational thinking, like how to find and uncover profits and things like that, that they can't necessarily add as much value. So I noticed that there kind of is a need for this hybrid, but yeah, like those, um, pain points like you were saying like what people struggle with like these visionary CEOs a big thing is like they often feel like really misunderstood because they have so many ideas and they almost like can't decide which one to implement first like which one is the most important one they want to implement them all they end up not really implementing any of them or not effectively And so then they kind of feel bad about themselves and people around them begin to question them because they think, why aren't they doing anything? But the truth is, is like their mind is just going faster than the pace that they could implement. And I realized like everyone has barriers and gifts, right? I think when I first started working with that CEO, I was kind of frustrated that he wouldn't implement things because at that point I didn't really understand like the dynamic as well as I do now. And I was like, why don't you implement things? And then I realized, well, I don't have ideas like he has and I never could. And like, I could never come up with all of these like crazy ideas and stuff like that. But if someone gives me an idea, I can create the executable plan and like figure out if that's actually viable and how we're going to make it happen. And so I realized like, I like, we can stop criticizing visionary people and then visionary people can like, you know, don't need to criticize other people, right? Everyone has barriers and gifts. So I think that's a big part of it. Um, But yeah, I think that if you are a visionary person, you just have to be aware of it and that you have all of these ideas and you need to kind of have like an idea filtering system, whether that's like putting them in a project management tool, like ClickUp and thinking, okay, the end of the week, I'm going to sit down with 
someone on my team that I trust like if you do have an operations person and I'm gonna get them to kind of like give me honest feedback as like is this viable right now is this gonna take us away from our main focus I think that's a big thing is like visionaries like we kind of set this one focus but then we like we go away from it and not just visionaries are guilty of this we're all guilty of this it's like shiny object syndrome and stuff so I think it's so important to set the goals and like that intention for your business and like what you're actually optimizing for and then anytime you have a new idea you have to come back to that as your north star and say is this going to enhance this or is it going to take resources away from it right yeah a couple observations uh when you and i had talked before one of the things that impressed me so much is i'm like you're a young lady that literally moved across you know, the pond over to the States and at a very, to me, you're, you're young and, and yet you had the courage to go seek your path. That is remarkable. The other thing is the CEO that originally worked with you, the humility he must've had to say, you know what? I need this. And I have this real gift and talented person here. And we're going to double my business because I am willing to listen. I am willing to say, I don't know all the answers. So maybe it's a two pronged thought, but talk to me about the courage, because again, you talked about, I didn't know anything in college and yet I still operated on some of these businesses. And then you just moving across to a whole nother country at a young age. I think it's remarkable. And I wish more people would take the type of action that clearly you've chosen to do. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, for me, it was kind of like, I kind of just always had it in my head like I was going to go and do something like I had to go and do something. And I really kind of got to the point living in the UK that I felt like no one there really aligned with what I wanted to do. Like I wanted to start these businesses. I wanted to be very entrepreneurial. Like I don't drink anymore. And like there's a huge drinking culture in the UK and stuff like that. And I was just kind of like, I don't really align with these people. I started meeting a lot of people in the US and I was like, I have to move there. I was like, I want to go there kind of had it on my mind about the US for a while. And it's just like the place to do business, especially for what I do. There's so much opportunity here. And so I was like, I have to go. And it's like I didn't really listen to, you know, anyone telling me that I couldn't. My stepdad was definitely very skeptical. Like, can you really go and do this? And I was like, I'm going to do it. I think it's, you know, when you make a decision in your mind, you can flip a switch and decide you're going to do it and nothing else matters. And I'm fortunate that I seem to have that skill. Whereas like when I choose to do something, I'm not going to listen to what anyone else says if, if I'm like really set on it. So yeah, I think it's just like, if you know you want to do something and even if it's like scary or whatever, it's like, what is the benefits you can get from it? Like my life is so much better in completely unimaginable ways and I just knew I never could stay in the UK. Like I just couldn't stay there. And it was like the pain of staying there was greater than the pain of like the discomfort from moving. So, yeah. That's pretty awesome. Talk to me about the permission though, when you're coming in and especially working with somebody that it's their business, it's their baby. And you're coming in saying, look, the goal is, to get you organized, get systems in place so you can scale. But man, this is something that I'm so invested emotionally and attached to it. 
How do you get people to really let go? Because to me, that would seem to be one of the challenges where you're coming in and you're bringing some changes. Look, I, I don't, this is new to me. And again, I, I don't take, I don't put age in the wrong way at all. I think it's remarkable, but it is a challenge, especially if you're working with somebody that's been operating their business for a long time. Clearly you get buy-in and get people to really get give permission to you to operate the business so it is as efficient as you make it become? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's a good question. I mean, for starters, like the people that I work with, they have kind of become like sick of their way of operating. Like they're kind of, they're like, they know they need to change. And so while they haven't fully changed yet and they're still stuck in the old way, they have the awareness that what they're doing right now isn't getting them to where they want to be. And they're aware of this problem. They understand the value of systems and operations. And so they are open to that change. And I think that's kind of like a prerequisite for anyone to buy anything off anyone, like to work with anyone, right? Let's say if you wanted sales coaching, like someone has to have the self-awareness that what they're currently doing isn't working, even if they thought that they were great at sales, but they're getting a 5% close rate. They have to be open to the fact that it's not working, they're self-aware, they're open to getting help and changing, If even if that's going to be uncomfortable, right? So the people that I'm working with, they're already in that mindset. And so when they come to me, I'm like, okay, you understand that work is still going to be involved right now. Like a lot of people, they come, they want to get out of the day-to-day. And I'm like, there is more work involved before that can happen. It's not like we're going to switch, flip a switch, you pay the invoice to me, and tomorrow all your problems are solved there's going to be more work involved first. So I set the expectations with them very clearly. And then I always start off with a business audit. So I'm kind of like, I have them fill out a pretty extensive questionnaire and then we get on a call and then I'm picking out all of the issues, red and yellow flags in their company. And that's um, very much like a dialogue. So I'll ask them questions about things. I'm like, okay, why have you done this? What's been the result of this? Why haven't you changed this? And when you can ask a lot of questions, they usually just come to the conclusion by themselves. Like more often than not, they kind of knew that these things were an issue, but they didn't necessarily know like how bad they didn't know how to solve it. It was too overwhelming for them to solve it. And so they're actually like grateful that someone else is here who can like kind of take over that. I think for most of them, it's, you know, kind of like why I moved here. It's like the pain of them keeping doing what they're doing is less than the pain of change. So. Yeah. And what I'm, what I'm hearing is you're going in with a real curiosity. You're asking questions from a place of care, not from judgment, from curiosity. And it sounds like you tailor make really what the system is. I'm sure there's a system and I'm sure that there's a floor plan, if you will, but it sounds like as you do these questions, you're starting to say, okay, let's tailor make it a little bit more here for you in this regard. Is is that a fair statement and assessment or what does it look like with your process as you work with companies? Yeah, it definitely is like that. It's like if I'm working with someone, we do this business audit, we're then going to just like determine, okay, what is like the biggest issue in your company right now? And for a lot of people, it's the fact that they don't have any clear KPIs at all they're not tracking things they don't have it assigned to their team members their team members like 
don't really know what their role is and their org chart is all messed up. That's one big problem that we encounter that usually we have to solve before we can even go on to like, you know, systemizing your service offerings and making sure that's all automated and flush. Because if you already have team members, the best use of of working together is making sure that they are deployed effectively before we move on to the next thing. Cause otherwise you're just kind of losing money. So yeah. Um, I was going on a complete different train of thought that I've forgotten the original question. <laughs> you're all right. Basically it sounds like you go in very open-minded asking questions and then you're really saying, Hey, let's build it this way. And, and so it's not just a one size fits all. It's really figuring out, as you mentioned, key performance indicators. Who's in what chair? Is the right butt in the right seat? I mean, right. it's it, it doesn't sound complicated yet. When I walk into businesses, and I don't have your skill set, but that's one of the biggest things you mentioned. Org chart. It's like, are you? Do you have one? First off, and is that even the right person in that chair? Right. Exactly. Yeah. Like you're saying, it's. It's not like I'm going to go into a business and be like, okay, this is the blueprint I've used with everyone else. I'm going to use this with you because that's just not the case at all. It's like, you know, there are, I guess there's like skeletons of systems and processes and like infrastructure that is kind of applicable to everyone else. But then when you're like building out the details, it's very different. So it's like I might build you know, project management software and click up for one company and I might build it for a different company, but the way it's set up might be completely different because I have to take the time to understand, okay, what do you mainly want to use this for? Okay. Your client serving offerings. Okay. How is that structured? What offerings do you have? How many team members are going to be working on this? Are we, you know, tracking their time in here? Are you going to be like running payroll off how many hours they're working in here? There's so many different factors that go into it. And so I'm always looking to see, you know, what is this client optimizing for? Kind of like what we were saying before we jumped on this is like when I'm auditing anyone's business, I'm trying to see what is this CEO optimizing for? And every every piece of feedback I give them, the way I'm looking at that business is going to be through that lens. Like if they are wanting to be a $10 million a year business with like 40% profit margins that is like good for their industry, then I'm going to be looking at things through that lens. But if they just want to, you know, make like a million a year in profit after tax, different kind of company, and they want to have a smaller team as possible, and they're okay still doing some of the work in the day to day, but they don't want to do more than a few hours of work a day, then that's the lens I'm optimizing through. Right. And so the way that I review the information and the solutions we create for them is always going to be with that end goal in mind. Right. And that's what is very important. Yeah, it is one of those things where you think, well, of course, I built this business so I could be free and go to my kids baseball games. And but the truth is, once you get in that business, you quickly can because can forget I've done it. I've done it several times. I started doing the business to spend more time with my family. And actually the business took me away from my family far more. It sounds like you're going in and saying, Hey, let's get back to why you started this to begin with. What are your goals? And let's make sure it's in alignment. I I think it's remarkable. Uh, Olivia being the, the fractional CEO, how many clients can you really take on at a time? And are you looking 
for more clients. If somebody's listening, they're like, this sounds awesome. I need Olivia in my life. Is that something that you're looking to take on as well? Yeah, we do have availability for new clients right now. And I only work with a few at that capacity at once. Um, but I do have team members that can assist with like actually implementing the systems. Um, but working with me one-on-one and consulting, creating those plans, um, that's all me. Awesome. So what are you, what is your stage of life? What are you building? As we talked about these entrepreneurs, you're one yourself. What's the season of life are you in? Is it really growing it to X amount of number? Do you have that in mind or is it continuing to flow and change for you? Yeah, I mean, I definitely want to grow uh, to a certain income level, but I'm at a phase in my life where I definitely don't want to sacrifice my health or my personal time in pursuit of that. I feel like I can do both at the same time, especially because I've worked out a way to be pretty efficient. So I think for me, because like when I was a COO in just that one company, I kind of worked myself to death a bit and I felt like I wasn't even leveraging my own systems and delegation to like have more leverage in my own role. Right. So now I'm very, very, you know, what's the word intentional in about the way that I'm working and like how efficient it can be. Do I really need to be doing this? Is there someone else on my team that can be doing this? Right. To make sure that we get where we're looking to go but I can also have the kind of work-life balance that I'm looking to have, right? Well, you are way ahead at your age. I'm telling you, it's remarkable. You are certainly uh, an old soul, and I mean that in a great way because I wish that I had your mindset at such a young age. I think it's awesome. Olivia, if somebody's listening, they wanted to connect with you. They're like, I need her in my life. Where's the best place for them to connect with you online? Yeah, probably through Instagram, my email, or my website. Awesome. And we'll make sure that's in the show notes, you guys. Uh, Olivia, thank you for coming on. It's fascinating. Like I said, your brain operates so much differently than mine, but I marvel at when people can do that, see the systems, and can really build the vision that somebody's laid out. I think it's remarkable. And uh, thank you for sharing. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It's been fun. Uh, It's truly my pleasure. You guys, this is a cool idea. I'm telling you, if you're in that early stage where you're not quite hitting the 10 million mark, absolutely take a look at this. Even as a consultant, even if you have a COO, she is going to have systems that she can look at and say, hey, we can improve it. I know that's the way it works. I talked to her off air. It's really, really smart what she's doing. Make sure to share this with somebody that you're thinking of has a business and they don't have the freedom they want. They're killing themselves by always having to do all the work. Olivia's team herself can come in and alleviate some of those pain points. So make sure to share this with somebody that you know and care about. And also she mentioned Instagram. We have a great, great traction with Instagram. Go sh- go check it out. Let's go win 365. Interact with us. We want to hear more of who you want to hear. Olivia was awesome today. And that's large in part because we connected on social media so make sure to check out the instagram page as well and until next time remember your mindset matters i appreciate you all thank you so much for listening if this content is delivering value to you please make sure to subscribe rate and review us that helps us build this community and that is what we are all about 
building this community as big as we can, helping as many people as we can, and deliver as much value as possible. Be sure to head over to letsgowinpodcast.com for information on my coaching courses and make sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn at Let's Go Win 365. Let's go win and transcend in life. This is the Let's Go Win Podcast with your host, J.M. Ryerson.